0: So we're thinking about uh, prayer walking and the reason we're thinking about prayer walking is that next week as part of our morning here in church together we're going to go out and prayer walk around our neighbourhood, around the community here uh, where the church is uh, based. The reason that we're going to do that, I hope, will become uh, apparent over these next few minutes as I talk about uh, the benefits of walking in this particular way. But there were just a few things that that struck me from this verse in Jeremiah as I was thinking about us going out onto uh, the streets around this neighbourhood. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city, or the town, to which I have carried you, to which I have carried you. There is a sense, I believe, in the purposes of God, that we are not in this geographical location by accident. And increasingly, I think, many of us have resonated with that. We're not here by chance, because to be honest, there is a sense in which a church like ours could almost be anywhere in Ipswich. We could find a greenfield site, get a nice cheap barn and we can go and worship there because most of us came by car uh, or most of us could get to that site uh, just as easily as, uh, as you could have got to here uh, this morning. So you could say in that sense it doesn't matter where our base is as a church. But maybe it does matter. Maybe God has placed us here for a purpose with a particular responsibility. And uh, that's what uh, Jeremiah the prophet was reminding the people. Whatever the circumstances that have brought you here, in God's purpose you are here for a reason. So pray to the Lord for it, for the city, for the town, for the area where you are. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. It worried me when I read that verse. Because the implication is that our prosperity, as the people of God, is directly linked to the prosperity of the people around us. That we cannot flourish unless we see them flourish. Now, there's a thought: we cannot do our own thing and expect to reach God's fullness for us whilst the area around remains untouched. Because if it prospers, because you're praying for it, and because you're serving it, and because you're loving it, you too will prosper. So with that in mind, next Sunday is going to look like this. We'll begin as normal at 10.45. For those of you who haven't worked out that's the time we start, there it is, 10.45. It can take some people a long time. Uh, 10.45, here as normal. Do the same thing, come in through the same doors, people will welcome you in the same way, everything will be okay. Uh, and if you haven't been to church for a while, then you'll be in for a shock, but you people will know what will happen. So we'll, we'll worship here for 10-15 minutes, then we'll all go out. Prayer walking. I'll say a bit more about that in a moment. Then we'll all come back at about 20 to 12 for reflections and closing worship. Then we'll have coffee uh, together in the normal way. Now, this this is an experiment on a relatively large scale. Experiments need grace, understanding, consideration and cooperation. So come with your best Sunday spirit. No, actually, come with a better spirit than your best Sunday spirit in order to join in next Sunday and we'll see what happens. If 40 minutes seems like an age, then shoot me. If it doesn't seem long enough, then shoot me. At least we all know where we are. Okay, so we're just going to experiment together and uh, learn from it. Two things just to be clear about. The first thing, there'll be no children's streams next week. So no crash, no trailblazers, all of that. Uh, they'll be coming out with us. And uh, if you can't get out, you literally, physically, it's impossible for you to get out uh, into the streets around, then there will be opportunity here for us to meet and be led in prayer and thought for uh, the neighbourhood around. But why? Why are we doing it? We're doing it, number one, because it's a spiritual battle. Remember last Sunday? Good. It's a spiritual battle. They thought their fight was against King Herod, but it wasn't. It was against the powers, the rulers, the authorities that are uh, are ruling this world. Behind what we see is a spiritual world that we cannot see, and ultimately our fight is against that spiritual world. And it has a devastating effect. The Bible says that the God of this age, that spiritual world, blinds people's eyes... To the gospel. It's why people do not see and understand the things that you and I think are so obvious to see. We don't know why they do not share that belief. It seems so obvious to us, but not why. Because the God of this age blinds people's, life, but blinds people's eyes. And because it's a spiritual battle, therefore we need to implement our number one spiritual weapon, which is prayer. Remember what they did, the church? They could have done 101 things, but they simply got themselves praying. They took on the real battle and the end of the chapter saw an incredible victory. Prayer is the action. Prayer is not something we do to support the action. Neither, having said that, is it something that we do instead of the action as a substitute for the action. But prayer in its own right is part of the action. Why pray? Because Jesus taught us to pray for towns and villages and cities. He cried out for Jerusalem. In fact, when he went into Jerusalem, uh, uh, just before his death, the Bible says that he wept over it. He cried out to God for the city because he knew what was coming. Some of our tears are our greatest prayers. So Jesus teaches us by his actions to get out there and to pray. He also teaches us not just by his actions, but by his teaching. Your kingdom come, your will be done, where? On earth on earth, not in the church, not amongst us, but on earth. And when he gave us that blueprint for prayer, he said, whatever you do, make sure that you're praying for my kingdom to come on all the earth, because all the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. We might have the mentality that thinks this little area, this plot of land that we own because it's the church's, is kind of God's plot. And the rest of it is somehow outside his domain. The Bible never speaks like that. It's all his. And we ask for God's kingdom to come in all the earth. And then lastly, Jesus teaches us by sending us out. When he sent out the 72 to preach and to heal, the first thing he asked them to do was to pray. When you enter the house, speak peace. That's not a kind of bless you. That's a, that's a deep shalom. These are Jewish people. The peace of God. I, I'm praying that the presence, the goodness, the freedom, the joy, the forgiveness, everything from heaven would be yours. Pray peace. So Jesus sent them out to preach, but before they were to preach, they were to be people that would pray. So that's why pray, but why pray walking? Why can't we pray here? Oh, let's do a few more while we're at it. For the blessing of the earth. Why pray uh, for the blessing of, uh, of the earth? Who, who, who would love to see this world blessed a little bit more? Do you know, all of us would. And Paul says to Timothy, get everybody praying. Praying, why? Pray for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And then he goes on a bit later uh, in that same exhortation to uh, Timothy, pray that people would come to salvation, that would be rescued, because God's heart is that all men, all people would be saved and come to the knowledge of uh, the truth. So that's it. Five reasons why we should pray. We should pray because it's a spiritual battle and because prayer is our number one weapon and because Jesus taught us by his actions and by his words and by the way he sent us out. And fourthly we should pray because that's the only way God's blessing will come ultimately to the earth. And we should pray because in the end God longs to rescue everyone and bring them into into the fullness of his kingdom. But why walk? Some of you are thinking... Members of my family that would always say, Why walk? <laughs> it was the Americans that invented prayer driving. <laughs> Hope there's nobody here. Uh, God bless you, Kevin and Tez and Greg and Robin and uh, all. <laughs> prayer, wh- why walk? Well, a number of perspectives on why we should go out and walk. It opens our eyes. When The Lord was giving Abraham the land that we heard about in that reading a few moments ago. God said to Abraham, I want you to prayer walk. Prayer walk the land. I want you to walk the length and breadth of the land. I want you to put your feet on all that I am giving you. I want you to see the promise that I have for you. And by walking it opens up our eyes to see the reality of all that's around. It's easy for us to think of a world out there. But it's different when we go out and we look and we see. Just a few days ago, I was in my office here, and I had an appointment uh, just sort of over there somewhere, uh, and I walked and I, uh, and, and I walked right through the sort of meandering back streets, as it were, of, of this whole, whole, whole area, just watching, just watching. And there's something about seeing that enables us to pray in a way that we would not be able to pray otherwise. So we might pray for that area, but now I'm praying, I'm thinking of the people that were standing outside the pub at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, clearly with nothing to do for the rest of the day. I'm thinking about the young mum that I saw that was, uh, it was it, uh, this was another time actually, let me tell you about that one, uh, thinking about a young mum I saw the next day, uh, uh, and uh, it's like half past 10 in the morning, and this mum is clearly already beside herself with a young child. You know, no judgment, all you mums have been there, haven't you? And dads. Okay, so it's half past 10, and I can see in, in, the whole, in the whole body, it's like, how many hours have I got left before this child goes to sleep? And the child is standing in the maybe their front garden or the front of the house, I don't know whether it was their house, just standing there, and the mum's going, come on, the child's just standing there, see if I care. Beautifully dressed, lovely little girl, but she's just standing there as defiant as only people can be. And she's learnt it already, just standing there. And her mum's screaming by now, totally out of it. And that's life for many people. As I got nearer, they weren't speaking English. I don't know whether they can speak English, but clearly it wasn't their first language. What's that like, living here, without English being readily available and accessible to you? How alone did she fail? What was that family facing? Why had they come here? Were they getting treated well here? You see, because I saw it with my eyes, I can pray in such a different way than if I'd said to you this morning, let's just pray for the people that live around here. Because as we walk and as we look, it helps us to make a connection. Walk past a house and there is a for sale sign. Why are those people moving? Do they want to move? Is it because a relationship has broken down? Has that family fallen apart? Is it a result of success and they, they want to move somewhere different? Are they pleased about that? And so as we see, we can make connections. It's very important that we have our eyes open. So many times Jesus says, look and see, doesn't he? Look and see. And we can't do that while we're in here. That's why... It's good for us to get out. Thirdly, because it's a prophetic symbol. It's a prophetic act. It symbolises uh, with our bodies, with our actions, something that we believe to be true. This whole area belongs to God. As his people, we will walk the whole area because it belongs ultimately to the Lord. Hallelujah. It's his. And as we walk, we walk by faith that God's kingdom would come. You say, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Well, yes, prayer and faith is weird. Remember the story of Jericho when they had to march round the wall, how many times? For seven days, and then on the seventh day, seven times. What was that all about? Was it because God couldn't bring the walls down without them walking around? No. It was about what God was doing in them. Were they going to trust him? Were they going to exercise faith? Were they going to say, this is God's, Moments, And so as we walk, like they walked around Jericho, we're not asking for walls to fall down, but we are asking for God's kingdom to come. It's the same reason Jesus said to the blind man, go and wash in the pool. Why did Jesus do that? There were other times when Jesus said, be healed, and they were. So why would this guy, because he needed to exercise some faith by washing in that pool, it was a prophetic act, a symbol of what God was bringing about and so we walk as a sign to ourselves a walk as a sign that god was serious about this we walk as a sign that we long for his kingdom uh, to come fourthly why pray walking because it's just a little reminder that we're called to go not expect people to come kind of live with this mentality don't we that if what we do in here is good enough people will come two problems with that it never seems to be good enough And the second problem is they don't come. Other than that, it's a brilliant strategy for the church. (laughs) And then you open your Bible and you can't find the word come anywhere, almost. There are some instances. But the general thrust of what Jesus said to the disciples is, is go. Is go. Well, we're going to try and do that. We're going to go. We're going to go. Because it's a reminder that what really happens is not what goes on in here. But what really happens is the stuff that happens when we go. So a little reminder along the way that we're to go. And then, uh, fifthly, the church was not a building, uh, and they didn't have buildings for ages. And so when uh, they were told to pray, to lift up holy hands and to pray everywhere, uh, uh, they meant everywhere. So often when we think about where should we pray, we think about, well, I've got my quiet place at home where I pray, and I come to church to pray. And that's got a lot of strengths to it. But it's not the only place where we pray. So, how are we going to do it? Well, <clears throat> we're going to do it quietly, and unobtrusively. What we're doing next week is praying for our community, not trying to proclaim something. There are sometimes when I say to you, look, I want loads of you to come, because otherwise people will think the church has got three people in it, and it will confirm their worst fears. So Carol's singing, I go, please come, or we'll look silly. And we'll give the message to people out there that the church, this church, has got half a dozen people in it. At the Corn Hill a few weeks ago, we want everybody to come, so the corn Hill is full, so everybody goes, just by our presence there, we're proclaiming something, that the Christians in Ipswich are alive and well, and there's actually quite a lot of them, yeah? So we're proclaiming something. Next week is not about proclaiming. Jesus said, first when you go, pray. So we're going to go very quietly and unobtrusively, and I'm going to ask you to go just in twos and threes, or with your family. Okay, don't go around in big herds. Safety in numbers, that's not the deal. Okay? If you're scared, find someone bigger than you, hold their hand and go with them. <laughs> but don't grab a big group of people around you, so everyone's going, what's that group of people doing wandering through our streets? So we're going to spread out quickly and easily, and we're going to do it quietly and unobtrusively. And we will listen. Listen. Listen to God. Listen to what he says to you through what you see. What was God saying as I saw that mother and that daughter? What was God saying as I saw people in this situation? And what was God saying as I looked at that house? What's God pointing out to you? Jesus was walking along the road. The Bible says he stopped and he looked up and there was Zacchaeus. What caused him to stop was the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, "I, I just do what the Father shows me. So what what will Father God show you as you get out there next week? Listening to God. So eyes all around, ears open to heaven. Eyes all around, ears open to heaven. What am I seeing? What is God saying through what I'm seeing? And we're going to spread out, as I said some uh, moments ago. Salt, all in one place, is... You are the salt of the earth, but if we pile out together, we'll be... How many of you in the 80s did the March for Jesus thing? A few of you. Were the rest of you dead, or what? <laughs> uh, and, and there was a sort of kind of great joy, wasn't there, in getting sort of five or 10,000 people to stop central London or stop the traffic, and everyone goes, oh, those Christians. Well, we're not going to do that this time. I love March for Jesus, by the way. Uh, we're going to make it very easy. We're going to spread out and there's a, a few different ways that you can go as you spread out. We could organise it but sp- I can't be doing with that. We're just going to see how it works, alright? So, so um, on here, see my red pointer at the top? This is Anglesey Road, Burner Street, okay? Those of you who are fittest and can walk the fastest, go there. <laughs> okay? If you're not sure whether you're fit and fast, ask the person in your pew, am I fit or fast? Okay? Uh, And you might want to uh, take on this little corner here, so Bramford Road, Norwich Road, that little triangle uh, there. There's a Domino's Pizza place there, but don't let that alter your opinions about where you go. Okay, so that, that's a big one there. Uh, the, the rest of us, not, not all of us, but some of us, medium walkers, can take in this middle bit here. So there's the church, uh, London Road, uh, between London Road, Norwich Road and Bramford Road. And then those of you who, who can't walk as far, but can walk a little bit, uh, and some of the children's routes will go around here. Uh, this bottom road here will take between London Road and Hanford Road. You've got Bullington Road and, uh, and, and the houses along there. You can pop in with the Thompsons for a cup of tea and stuff uh, as you go past. So, so uh, pacing money takes your choice. Okay? Um, Twos and threes, just go. uh, Off you go. Perhaps walk to the father's point uh, as quickly as you can and then start making your way uh, back. All children... parents responsibility okay we have no responsibility for children or young people when we're out children need to be with you young people well they can do what they like but you need to decide as a parent Uh, it's your call once we go out of the building Uh, uh, we're we're not in any way able to take uh, care for them in the way that we do when they're secure with us in our groups there will be special family routes Some of you are gutted now. You haven't got any small children. Looking for small children to take with you. Uh, If you have small children, we will give you a route with uh, activities to do along the route. However, if we were to give all children the same route, what would happen? Chaos. Well, we would not be a blessing to the people on Burlington Road, would we? These are the lovely children from our church. So, there are going to be several children's roots that more or less cover the same ground, but in different directions. We thought of everything, it's fantastic. Bet we haven't. OK, so. Uh, uh, that's what we're going to do. So there will be something for you to do with young children. Bring some pens and coloring although we'll have all that stuff here as well. Okay? We'll send them out with stuff to do. So if you're a parent, then, you know, you've got you've got something mapped to do that uh can keep the children interested, we hope, for a little bit longer and with some places and things where they can stop and pray for along the way. Children can do this stuff sometimes better than uh we can. So what will we pray? what will we pray? Well, just two suggestions or three suggestions here and I'm done. First of all, uh, and and simply and profoundly and without any complication, we're just going to pray God's shalom on people, on houses, on businesses, on communities. That's God's best. God's peace for marriages and relationships and families and parenting. God's peace for people in their workplace. God's peace that, that people would feel in their homes. God's peace as they go about their daily lives. Lord, let the peace of your presence come here, please. And ultimately, people find peace by getting to know the Prince of Peace himself. May people know peace and discover the person from whom all peace comes. Secondly, if, uh, if you've done that a little bit and you're struggling, you're not quite sure what to do next or uh, uh, it's getting a bit uh, uh, repetitive for you, uh, just follow the Lord's Prayer. So just take one, two, three, four of these things to pray. We'll give you these on a, on a sheet as you go out. We'll give you a map as well. Uh, and a whistle in case you get lost and can't find your way back. I was joking about the whistle, but we will give you a map. Uh, pray for God's glory. Our Father, may his name be on it. What would it be like for God's glory to be in this street? How cool would that be? Pray, God, your kingdom come here. Pray for God's reconciliation. Lord, your forgiveness to come here when, when husbands and wives are at war with each other, when children are at war with their parents and vice versa, and when friends are falling out, when people live in fear of their neighbours. Pray, Lord, for your reconciliation. Pray, Lord, for your release, people to live in a new kind of way. So we'll print those out for you and will just be a, a, a guide. Thirdly, uh, uh, or simply pray as the Spirit leads. Lord, what should I pray? If you're comfortable praying like that, that's fine. Lord... What can I pray here in this street? And I suggest that most of the time you just keep walking and you're in twos and threes so you can pray as you walk. Everyone else will just think you're chatting. You'll know that you're praying. Maybe you want to stop and sit on a wall and pray for a few minutes. If someone comes to the, uh, to the window and goes, because mm, you're sitting on their wall, then move on. <laughs> Don't go, this is, like sit here, it's a free country. I'll sit here if I like. And you'll go, who are they? Oh, they're the people from the local Baptist church. Okay, you, know, you can't go out in disguise. We'll get found out, yeah? So behave yourselves. Please. As the Spirit leads. Lord, what do you want me to pray? Hey, what, what, do, um, what is our prayer? That, that nations will come to your light. We're surrounded by people from all nations here. Do you know that? It won't take you two minutes on the streets to realise that. We're surrounded by people. Would they come to your light? It, God, would you have brought them to Ipswich that they might find you here? How cool would that be? No? No? Not bothered about that? Not bothered about that? Be cool, wouldn't it? Do you know? Come. They find Jesus here. Praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth, may these streets, be filled with his glory. And everyone said, Amen.